Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Matters That Matter. My name is Keith Castleberry. I appreciate you joining me on this journey of life. Thankful for those that have already subscribed to my podcast. I pray that you are being blessed by that, gleaning something from my mistakes and successes. I'm going to talk about them here, and I pray that you are blessed by this podcast. As we enter into this session, I want to first uh, let you know that I am in, in the middle of my life. I believe I am 50 years old, 50 and a half to be exact, or somewhere in that neighborhood, and uh, think, I believe, I'm trying to take care of myself, modern medicine and all the other things that go along with it. I believe I'm about halfway through, and that means I'm between, uh, in, in the physical sense, halfway, but not necessarily between the uh, summer and the fall. I'll, I'll tell you why I'm, I believe that in just a moment, but I want to first say that how it's so important that we understand what season of life we are in, um, and to give, give it a little uh, analogy, we go through life on a regular yearly basis and uh, we go through the season of, of early in the, the year from coats and mud boots and things like that. We get into the spring. It kind of uh, comes on here in Texas. It's kind of odd. You get a few days of really cold and it's hot and it's cold. and It's not really that cold, but it is cold. And uh, you never know. Today is, is going to be supposedly 90. It is uh, April the 10th. And so it's early in the summer, but it's already going to be 90. So that's very interesting. But my point is, we go through seasons on a yearly basis, and every season that we go through prepares us for the next season. It is literally, we don't, we don't focus on it so much anymore because we're not, for the most part, farmers. We're not hunters. We're not, we don't have to gather our food. But uh, in a very real sense, one season prepares us for the next and that same analogy plays out in our lives. Of course, I've done uh, a little bit of research, a little bit of study, uh, went to school for psychology, have a degree in psychology, and I realized that um, our minds can play tricks on us. And so the season, early season, and I'll just go, th- go through it from here. The early season of spring is such a beautiful season right now. I'm looking out in my front yard. I've got a little, uh, I don't know what you call it, natural screen around my house from keep me from seeing the road out in front of us or my neighbors around me. And this natural screen is just so lush. I mean, everything is just almost a neon green. It's so, so green. It's just beautiful. And of course, all the animals are just uh, working and, and building nests and preparing to uh, have their young this summer, and it's just a really neat time of the year. And this same season of spring is a is a wonderful time of discovery, of self discovery in a young person's life, and and that that cannot be undervalued. There is uh, seasons of change that happen inside of that spring season of people's lives, and I've always pretty much broke it up into seven year seasons or seven year terms of that season. Uh, the first seven years, you pretty much uh, are, are, you develop your character, who you are, what you're going to be. And this is mostly put into you, uh, obviously, somewhat by DNA, by nurture, or excuse me, nature. But it's also by nurture, who raises you, how they raise you, 
what kind of uh, example your family members and those that are around you, what kind of example they leave you. And so you, you discover or you are given, you develop your character. And then a few years later, 7 to 15, 7 to 14, you develop a personality and you begin to express that personality. You become funny, you become whatever it is. And then uh, around 14 years old, as we can all attest to, is when we begin to stretch our wings and discover ourselves. There is a technical term for this, and I will maybe mention it later, but it's a, it is a, it's a beautiful time of self-discovery. Of course, that season has to be um, managed properly, especially the, that last seven years from 14 to about 21. It really goes up to about 14 all the way up to about 25 when our brain is starting to slow down its development and things are just uh, new to us and we discover whether we like Chevy or Ford, uh, what kind of school we want to go to, what kind of trade we want to take or our career path we want to take. And so that is that is that first season. And it is, again, it is a beautiful time of discovery, but it also can be very dangerous. And so if you're in that season, if any of my listeners are in that season, you need to be very aware that it is important to be meticulous about where you put your foot, what direction you look, uh, and the direction of your heart. When I was uh, a young man, unfortunately, I was and I was made, forced, whatever you want to call it, drugged, as they say, I drugged this church. Uh, I had a drug problem, but anyway, my parents made me go to church, and that's awesome. I think it is fantastic. I mean, 14-year-old, 15-year-old don't even want to brush his teeth. How can you ask them, you know, whether they want to go to church or whether they want to go to school? Don't, that's silly. Take the time to discipline your children to go and to go to church, go to worship, go hang around and fellowship with other young men and women in the church and and then uh, manage that. So you keep that that young person, man or woman. But I was in, in, in that track, so to speak. I was a young man, really was again, forced to go to church, but I didn't, I wasn't really in church. And uh, by the time I was 16, I was very far out of church. By the time I was 18, I was even farther, 20 farther, until I became almost, and I, I was looking at my record just the other day, I was almost 23 years old when I, I decided to live for God after I had made a lot of mistakes, after I'd gotten in a lot of trouble. 23 years old, I finally come back. And the reason why that time period is so critical is because that that season of life sets you up for the rest of the seasons. Parents oftentimes think that they're on their you know the children are on their own by the time they're fifteen they ought to know that it's that's, that's so silly number one it's a lie number two don't lie to yourself and think that your children will self raise raise themselves after about twelve or thirteen years old. That is more than anything. That's where, uh, when they need you. Give you an example. This self-discovery stage, season, first season, spring. Young people go in from about fourteen to twenty-one. They go to college. Of course, not in fourteen, but it's seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. They'll go off to college. Maybe they'll stay home and go to a college local locally. They'll go in the military. Or they'll do like I did, and that's just move away. I didn't have any plan. I just moved away. Uh, sadly, though, there are ways that are safe to discover yourself. Used to, um, and I'm, I'm not 
wanting to hurt anybody's feelings, so to speak, but military was a safe way to go discover yourself. But after World War II, that, uh, especially around Vietnam, that era, that was not a safe place to discover yourself. College campuses was typically a good place to discover yourself, but nowadays, uh, with, uh, with the progressive nature of the college campuses, I've seen as a pastor too many young people come to the school here, maybe go to church with us, uh, believe with us, worship with us for a few weeks, sometimes a few months, and then they uh, quit going. They have a choice, and all of a sudden they quit making the right choice. So there's, there's a safe place that you can discover yourself, and typically that is at home. I'm not trying to uh, put everyone in the same box, but getting living at home with your parents, going to school somewhere locally, uh, doing things within the confines of the guardrails of life uh, is a good, safe way to grow up. Having your grandparents in your life or some elders in your life that can you can bounce things off of and they can tell you the truth and that you would heed their voice is very important. So that's that's the spring of life. Let's let's move on. I'm I don't want to dwell too much on all this, but I want to kind of give you an overview and maybe we can come back later and and uh, dig into one season or another. Summer happens pretty rapidly, typically. Uh sometimes it comes along at 20, like for me, I I hit my summer early. I got married early. I married right after I just turned 20 and uh that was that was summer for me. That is when you are planting uh, and you are, you are gr- grooming that garden, kind of preparing it to really grow. Um, I spent the first couple of years of my marriage, I was uh, a knucklehead is the way I call it, numbskull, neck down as a friend of mine calls us. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, I, I entered summer in a pretty rough fashion. Wasn't supposed to be that way. It's supposed to have been a smooth transition, but got married started having children immediately. Uh, not to say that all of my children were any accidents, but I didn't plan for any of them very well. <laughs> we had our first one after we'd been married about a year, had another one 10 months and 28 days later, had another one, finally waited, got smart, and said, hey, let's have another one five years later. Uh, I think maybe it was five and a half. But anyway, uh, that first part of my summer was pretty rough. But I went through summer, and that's where... You're supposed to have already had your education. You're supposed to have already got your feet under you, probably entering around 23, 24 on average. Of course, nowadays people are getting married later. And your summer is when you are working, have your family set up. If you if you desire to have a family, of course, not everybody fits in that box. But uh, you're working, setting everything up in life, trying to get things prepared. And then you move through life. This summer season happened so fast, I am dumbfounded that uh, summer is over for me. I just can't even express that, how fast it went. My son and my daughter, my oldest daughter, 29, my, uh, my son is 28, and my youngest one is 23. My older two, 28 and 29, don't realize they've got a, they've got a child each. They don't realize that they're halfway through or a quarter of the way through their summer already, and they just seem to enter it. But... That's what happens. It flies by because it's, as the phrase, uh, you know, it's, you have a lot of fun. Or what, what's the phrase that says uh, time flies when you're having fun? That's it. 
That is truly the case. Time flies. Got a lot of memories. A lot of things happen during the summer, but they fly by. Then I'm using me as an example, of course, continuingly. Um, I came to this point to where my oldest daughter got married, then my youngest or my son, my middle son got married, my only son, my middle child got married. He went in the military. My daughter got married all in about the same time. A few months or a few weeks, excuse me, a few years later, my youngest daughter, she goes to school, uh, going to college, and before long, all of a sudden, I'm exiting summer. They all move out, and fall begins. That That is the progression that happens. Comes on you, you don't realize it, you don't you don't typically plan for it as good as you could have and should have, but it happens whether you like it or not. Now, I'm a few years into fall, and I'm in one way enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, got a nice home, married. My, my wife and I both are uh, fairly young in body. We have we have the strength to, to go and do great things, and we've really enjoyed the the fall so far. We've made several trips to other nations and uh, have done some really neat things that um, I I would say they're not exceptional, but they are nice. Built a home last year. I went to Israel a few years ago. I went to Bangladesh uh, last year. Just just neat things that I have the freedom to do without having to worry about my son or my daughters and that kind of thing. Of course, I've got a uh, financial budget in place and have, have had, I've been a budgeter since I was a kid. So I've, I've got a financial budget in place that, that is uh, mostly lived by until we take a trip and then it changes. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, I've got a plan on how to pay things off and what, what that plan will be. I've been saving for years. I had to take a break there for several years. In fact, I spent all of my retirement on building the church but I uh, had to start over about six or seven years ago, around 43, I think I was. But all of that uh, is continuing into this fall season. And of course, this is when you began to prepare for the winter. Winter begins to take place pretty much as soon as you retire. That's, that's typically it. I've, I have, in the last few uh, weeks, gotten out well what triggered this i i got an invitation from aarp american association of retired persons to join their club and of course i read through it and promptly threw it away i don't i don't have any desire to enter that club yet and i'm not interested in entering their club anyway but uh even if it does come time to uh get attached to a a retirement uh, organization but my point is I got that invitation, threw it away, but then I began to think, you know, I am 50. Uh, I I wonder, just out of curiosity, when I can retire. And so I looked it up, and uh, you can retire according, well, not not based on how much money you have, but based on Social Security, you can retire at 62 and a half years of age. And so I went on a website, and I don't remember, it was a forum of some sort. I just looked at it and scanned through it and read it for about an hour, and promptly deleted it because I'm still not there, remember? Anyway, I went on a forum and it was about people talking about uh, when they would retire. And it was a great majority of them. I would, I'm, I'm, I didn't do the math, but I'm going to say a majority of them was just adamant that you retire at 62 and a half, start drawing your unemployment, I mean, your, your retirement benefits from Social Security. 
And most of them expressed that based on someone that they had seen go through that time period earlier in their life. And many of them, I mean, I could not believe how many stories that they said, you know, in quotes, my dad drew one uh, retirement check and died the month, next month. Or my, my mom was retired three months and died. Just so many of those. So that fall season, you're preparing, you're building up to this, this extended winter. And in our minds, we think, like I said when my, in my introduction, 25 years in the spring, 25 years in the summer, 25 years in the fall, and I'm going to die at an old age of 100, and I'm going to spend 25 years in winter. Well, first of all, that means you have to spend a lot of time preparing for that winter. And unfortunately, spring uh, is lost on, the, the, the youth is lost on the youthful, if, if that's the right way to say it. They just are so, unfortunately, so ignorant, they fail to see what they're doing. And, and I was one of them. I, I tried to do some things. I did do a few things that was interesting back in the day, trying to get ready for the rest of my life, and, and I might express that one day. Uh, but uh, we waste our spring, and oftentimes we're so busy in the summer we don't realize how important it is to set ourselves up for financially, financially and physically, to set ourselves up, and mentally and spiritually, for the fall and the winter. And uh, I tell you, it's so important. If, if I have one of my listeners here, I would like for you to message me maybe some of the things you're doing. If you're in the summer of your life, you need to have a retirement plan set up. If it's, I don't care if it's $10 a week or, or a month even. Set up a retirement plan early in the summer of your life or late spring. Take care of your body in the summer of your life. I'm on a diet right now. I'm not really a diet. I've been on a diet. I don't, I've been on a diet. I keep saying that. I am on a lifestyle change. I'm doing a hybrid keto system, and I've lost about 40 pounds, but I would be so much better off if I just took care of myself in the summer. And so we again, it goes back, we're going backwards, but every season prepares you for the next. And here I am, early fall of my life, I've already had two seasons come and gone, didn't even realize how fast they were going by. And I'm in the fall of my life, and I'm looking at the winter, and I'm literally what I'm thinking is, oh God, I need you bad. But uh, I'm trying physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, in every way to prepare for the winter. But here is here is the conundrum, or here's the the thing that few people think about that I really want to throw out there. We shouldn't be so selfish that we only prepare for our spring, summer, fall, and winter. In, in other words, my fall, and I've, I've actually spent probably 15, oh, I've spent more than that, probably 20, 25 years thinking, how can I make my children's spring, summer, fall, and winter better? And that means I want to give them an inheritance. I want to give them a legacy. I want to hand them something that is not built on or not uh, based on me and my needs. But when it comes down to the end of my life, I want to be able to turn around and give them something that maybe they'll be in their summer and I'll be in my winter. I want to bless them and 
their grandchildren. Scripture says, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And being that we do not know, well, another word, another scripture, Acts 1 says, and Jesus said this, it's not for us to know the times or the seasons. We can't tell what tomorrow holds. So we buy life insurance. We start a retirement plan. Uh, we take care of our health in the summer. We continue that in the fall. We do try to experience some fresh and discover some fresh things that we've not done, not had the money, not had the time, had too much responsibility earlier in our life in the fall. And then in the winter, we live off of what we have put up. Just like a garden, you till the ground in the spring, you plant and you hoe and you weed in the summer, you harvest in the fall, and then in the winter, when nothing is growing, your body is dying, things are happening, in the winter you live off of what you have put up or you have uh, canned. <laughs> we, we say the word put up, that's what I've grown up saying. But So this is, this is where we're at. I would encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast this long, and I've got to close here, but I would say do a survey of your life. Do, assess your life. Put a, get a piece of paper out and write those four seasons on your, in, in your notes and discover where you're at. Have you, do you have children at home? Have you got a retirement? Have you got life insurance? Because your season might be cut short and your spouse might, might have a longer season, might have a longer life. Uh, there's a lot to be said about all these things. I pray that you would take the time to just take a five, 10 minute time to assess this, draw you a spreadsheet out, look at what you uh, are worth financially and look at what you have to offer your children. Then more importantly than anything, more importantly than anything else in your life, see if you are right with God. And doesn't matter when, what season you are, does not matter what season you're in. See that you are right with God. The Lord Jesus said, he said when he comes back, he, he wondered, and, and I'm paraphrasing, he wondered if men would still be full of faith. Men would still be praying. Men would still be trying to do the things that he's called them to do. Paul told Timothy to preach the word and be instant in season and out. And he was talking about being ready all the time. Jesus was talking about being ready all the time. This is our plan. This is us. We aren't, we aren't of the ignorant. We aren't of the foolish. If you're listening to this podcast, you're here because you want to glean something. I, I'm not saying that I have a great deal of things to give, but these are some things that I've discovered. I'm going to share these with you, and I'm going to talk about some other things. Of course, I've already told you leadership and, and business and uh, church management and, and, and church growth and on and on and on, but, but this is a vital part of your life, a cornerstone of your life, is planning your life for the seasons of life, and no matter how short or long that is. And of course, we all know people that have had very short seasons, and we've known people that have had very long seasons, people that have had seasons of hardship, and people that have had seasons of, of great prosperity. That is just life. The Lord reigns on the just and the unjust alike. But we have to still prepare and plan and do the best we can with what we have. Last comment, be always plan for change. 
Always plan for change. Give an example in the nutshell. If you're if you're wealthy, you need to be planning for for I, w- I would say poverty. Plan for not having wealth. If you're strong, plan for not having strength. If you're healthy, plan for not having health. And the opposite is true. If you're if you're not healthy, make plans. Change, pl- change to make yourself healthier. If you are in poverty. Make, this is how we get out. We plan. We make plans to change and get out of poverty. God bless you. I hope this is beneficial to you. I hope it piqued your interest and drives you to action. And uh, have a blessed day. I hope this day, it's a Wednesday. I hope it is a wonderful day. God bless you. Have a great evening. Hey, as we close out this episode, let me encourage you to tag in periodically, find out what else is going on here. We're planning on doing this on a regular basis, two or three times a week probably. But also, more than important, more important, uh, reach out to me and uh, through our through the links here below, find a way to reach out to me, ask questions, give comments. I'd appreciate any any critique, uh, creative critique or or constructive criticism that you can give. But uh, if you have any questions, ask. I want to I want to be able to answer. I want to be able to help. I want to be able to be a productive part of your life. And uh, I pray you have a blessed day again. And God bless you. <music>